calling all astral projectors. Calling all astral projectors. Now it's time for Tales from Beyond the Veil. I want people to know that I'm a researcher, okay? I don't pick sides. Rant of the day, by the way. I don't pick sides until I know... And who, who, uh, until I know as all the answers that I that I feel are sufficient to know to come to a, a conclusion <clears throat> to argue anything nowadays is ridiculous because if you're, everyone's just proven wrong the next week. How could you throw your heart and soul one hundred and ten percent into a movement and then find out later? Oh fuck! Follow the money, man. Fuck. It's it they're 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 what? The money goes all the way to to funding both sides, you know? It's like it, it just seems that way so many times. And do you what side of history you want to be on? So fuck. It's hard to navigate like that. It's like being in a minefield, but you got to get across it, right? So I'm researching, man. I'm fucking researching. I got David Wilcock over here. <laughs> I don't I don't have him over here, but I, you know, I've been, you know, you know, like I've been just flying through all sorts of fucking rabbit holes. One of which leads down to to that dude. And he's talking about how mystery schools. Mystery schools are all Luciferian, right? Um, they all worship Lucifer. Um, and, uh, and maybe they do, you know, I don't, I don't fucking know. I have no clue, but supposedly they were the, the recent, the most recent, the most, uh, original, like they were whatever Adam and Eve, the, the, which I believe were, you know, Uh, one of the versions of humanoids there were just many of us in the garden of eden whatever that whatever that was paradise when we got cast out of there for one reason or another um and or whether we were cast out or the world just went to shit who fucking knows i wasn't there these teachings are supposedly what these people drew from to keep them alive, you know, um, when they basically had nothing. And who gave them these teachings? I don't know. Were they inherited? I don't know. Were there people that were living outside of Eden that were just like, come here, bubble, let us take you in? I have no I fucking idea. Cousins? I hope that this isn't a, you know, where this is. That Earth is supposed to be an empathic civilization and humans, when left to their own discretion, will fucking... 99% of us will lean toward helping our fellow brother and sister. You know, or whatever you identify with. Now, I can honestly say I don't fully have a grip on what the mystery schools are. I've met some interesting people that have come out of there 
Um, what my understanding is, is that there is a fucking magic. All right. There is magic. Okay. Let's, let's call it something else. There is, um, I, I, I feel like talking about this world that we live in, in terms of, uh, a video game that we are in a video game and some of us are just going along and we're, we're running the path that we're, you know, feel really good about. But then there are those of us out there who are able to hack and have cheat codes and they go down secret paths and they, they find secret information and they um, can apply that information. And suddenly, you know, they, they're fucking uh, running faster. They're stronger. They're, levitating that kind of thing um not kidding do the research it's all vibration it's all frequency tesla knew what he was talking about tesla's his own fucking rabbit hole Ugh, all these mad scientists so i'm gonna do a little bit of a experimenting myself here you know i'm i want to i know i have already tapped into this these hacks and here's the thing uh i feel as though the pyramidal system that has been set in place for us for whatever thousands and thousands of years this control system there are those who have gotten up the ladder uh, using certain cheat codes but those cheat codes uh come with a you know, you have to um, give up a sliver of your life energy, a little bit of your soul. You, you, the way I see it is that you're handing over your manifest, your natural manifestation energy to something else, whether it's a fucking club, a secret society, or, you know, so you're, you're handing over or whatever, and whatever, you know, if you believe in the entities that come with that sort of thing, calling upon you know, entities to uh, dark entities to help people um, to, uh, you know, you are giving help them get further, whatever, packed with fucking Lucifer, packed with Satan. I don't fucking know. Moloch, you know, whatever the fuck they, they is out there. Do the research, you know, <laughs> there's all sorts of things out there that people are get, handing over their manifestation energy over to and saying you get this done for me let me uh let me put my energies into making uh into feeding you they feed that entity or feed that system in order to work their way up um always handing their more and more of their soul over and then there are those, and they, and they, and you can no no those are cheat codes, but but now you have like in the video game now you have this constant, you know, monkey on your back, uh, that you're constantly feeding, um, and that you're that you're you're owned, you know, you're you're beheld you're beholden to, and. I feel as though the light side of that manipulation um, 
the light side of the force hones their manifestation energy, hones their argon energy, they hone it, uh, their chi, whatever you want to call it. Um, they're all manifestations of, of life energy. And those that go to the dark side, they don't realize that it's, <laughs> you know, what Lucas was saying, I guess what Buddhism says is, you know, strike me down and I will become far more powerful than you can ever imagine, Darth, or whatever the fuck Obi-Wan says. They come back as the force ghosts, you know, they know that this is not the only um, level to this video game. Those that go to the dark side, they cling to the material. They want to keep all this stuff. And they don't realize that we're caterpillars right now. And in the next level of this video game, fourth, fifth, you know, dimension, five fingers, fifth dimension. That's where we're supposed to be headed. Um, supposedly. <laughs> um, that is our higher self. That's where we live. And that is our butterfly state. Um, that is our star being state. Our angel state. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, call it what you will. I am going to be talking to some people that I have talked to before um, from my movie Don Peyote, reconnecting with them, some of which are connected to mystery schools. Now, I don't want people out there thinking that I'm uh, like fucking going to uh, give my soul over to Satan uh, or whatever the fuck. The contrary, I uh, I don't like that sort of thing. Uh, I feel as though I am I am I walk the lighter path. I understand the darker path, and, and certainly as an actor, I understand what it's like to um, emotionally uh, work with anger and work with the darker parts of your personality to create a fuller performance. Yeah, but that's a whole other story, motherfuckers. That's acting. That's imaginary. For Don Peyote, uh, Freeman, uh, Freeman, who um, is uh, a part of a lineage of Freemasons, um, and you can listen to that. I don't think he is a Freemason, but everybody else, his, his father was a top-ranking Freemason. He was able to bring me into um, a Freemason temple, and I got to look around. And I was fucking Columbo, man. You know what I mean? I wasn't joining. I was going for research. You understand? And I saw all sorts of shit. All sorts of wild shit that Freeman uh, and I talk about in that episode. You guys should go listen to that one. Doesn't mean that I gave my soul over. I went into the belly of the beast to do research. Now, whatever the fuck the mystery schools are, whether it's a Jedi temple, 
or a fucking Sith temple. I'm a Star Wars fan. And, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta take a step into the Death Star in order to learn some lessons. And now I'm not saying this mystery school is the Death Star. I'm really hoping it's the, it's like the good side of the force here. And, um, I want to glean some information from them. Maybe learn how to levitate. Who fucking knows? But let me tell you something. The second I presented with, uh, you know, just sign right here. And uh, the Lord of Light, you know, whoever the fuck, you know, whatever kind of (laughs) weird Scientology sign right here, you know, join the cult. I, you know, I never get to that point. Never, ever get to that point. I'm like the Michael Moore of of uh, gleaning information. Just step into the point where I'm just like, okay, I gotta get the fuck out of here. But you hear stories, you know. But these are these are people who I these are have become friends, and I think, um, and I'm a Jedi in my own right, and I want to I want to see what's going on here. I really want to get to the bottom of what the mystery school is. I, I want to know what these teachings are that um, are pervasive in our history, in the secret societies. Um, there is a knowledge. Uh, you know, the pyramid on the back of our dollar bill, you know, the all-seeing eye. I see that as a Everybody on the top of that pyramid, their whole agenda is about that all-seeing eye. Um, controlling the hearts and minds, you know, controlling the mind, controlling the third eye, controlling what people think and dream. Um, and their whole agenda is knowing that, that that pineal gland is the key to um, a lot of our... Uh, questions who we are where we're from um that's the doorway that we find out and and everybody on the bottom of that pyramid has to be kept in the dark because if we and that's why the eye is separate and if we really knew who we are where we come from what we are um we would look at the pyramidal structure and just by thinking it, all of our combined thought would topple that structure. And that scares the shit out of all the people that have been ruling for so long. Um, you know, consider me the uh, the Hunter S. Thompson of trying to figure out what the fuck is going on without all the drugs and, and, and you know, whatever the fuck Hunter was involved in. <laughs> I'm just a gonzo reporter. Let's just say that. I am a gonzo reporter. And um, check out that movie, Don Peyote. That's what I basically was doing. I was I was interviewing people and going down the rabbit hole. And, and um, a lot of the times with the psychedelic stuff, uh, being a guinea pig. And let me tell you something. I, I saw, you know, sacred geometry and, I, and Kundalini 
and bliss. And I've talked about it through my Kundalini rising through my whole body. Talked connection to the universe. Talked about all of that on my podcast many times in the past. Um, I talk about it during this podcast as well. And that was all um, on pot or less. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the, the Kundalini one, which was the, the most um, spiritual, uh, you know, oh my God, am I connected to the source? Am I connected to, to you know, God? What am, you know, what is this? Um, to the universe. Um, that was, I was totally sober. Um, everyone knows I like smoking pot. And there are, there are a lot of shamans out there that smoke pot every single day to keep that doorway nice and greased up. And let me tell you something about THC, CBD. Fuck, man, I was right all along. Just do the research. <laughs> do the research. That shit will keep you healthy. Keep the THC and the CBD in your bloodstream. It's a, it's a major part of battling our uh, the minefield that we have to walk through of our environment, or what's being thrown at us. There are receptors in our mind, CBD, THC. Um, I believe there's... Uh, psilocybin receptors there's all sorts of receptors in our mind um and they are there they are not vestigial they ain't going away you know you have it and if you ain't using it hey whatever but you're supposed to be using it um the appendix that's useless that's from when we used to eat off the floor and eat rocks by accident <laughs> like a fucking rabbit. Um, now, that's going away. That's going away. Um, sometimes it, it atrophies and it becomes problematic. You got to get rid of it. Um, that doesn't happen to the receptors in our mind that are there for collecting all of these delicious um, mind, intelligent, spiritual intelligence and spiritual enhancing drugs. You know, smart ape theory, man. I, I'm a huge advocate of smart ape theory because we were eating off the ground. We were eating off the ground. We were finding what saber-toothed tiger supposedly was leaving back behind. I like to. I tend to think all of the above on all things. All of the above. It's all of the above until I'm until it, one thing is proven right. It's all of the above. Pal. It helps you get through it. So, yes, our ancestors got really smart. By eating off the floor, <laughs> climbing out of trees, coming out of caves, eating off the floor, finding leftover carcasses from saber-toothed tiger. We gain intelligence by avoiding being hunted and eaten. We gain intelligence by creating tools 
to break open, to strip the, the carcasses dry of everything, including the marrow. Eating that marrow kept us healthy, made us smarter. Got smarter, made tools. We started to take up more land. We started to go into the ocean. And you got that theory as well, where we started to to walk even more upright because we had the buoyancy of the water, which explains a lot why we have hair in certain places on our body and not in others, like sea mammals and blubber in certain places that, you know, apes just don't have. Um, eating fish, getting smarter. Making tools to catch those fish, getting smarter. Eating off the floor, grabbing handfuls of fucking psilocybin mushrooms, getting smarter by accident, but getting fucking smarter, having spiritual relationships, standing upright, looking up to the heavens. A lot of people believe in the, uh, the hologram matrix theory, this hologram earth, hologram third dimension. It's actually dimension upon dimension stacked upon each other like fucking <laughs> Super Mario Brother levels going down and up. And uh, you got to tune into the frequency. It's like they're like next to each other on a fucking radio dial. And some, some things can travel from one <clears throat> dimension to another. They can travel that dial. But we seem to be cut off from all that. A lot of people believe in the flat earth and inner earth and um, you know globe earth. I say all of the above. I say dodecahedron fucking hologram earth, baby. Because <laughs> that's flat and round and it's a hologram. <laughs> also, um, I believe in uh, torsion. Torsion earth. Tor uh, Taurus shaped earth which is kind of like a donut it's kind of like um it's kind of like a uh, a cell the cell in your body has a little dip in the middle and that would be round and flat and there would be an inner part of it well <clears throat> i listened back listen back to see what i had recorded and <laughs> every time i said lucifer or mentioned what well, is it happening now that would be weird. But before, every time I mentioned Lucifer, there was like a weird, like, <clears throat> glitchy, um, <clears throat> staticky thing. All right, now I'm scared. Okay. <clears throat> Here comes our, uh, our first uh, interview. Oh, goodness, goodness, uh, good goodness, and is probably one of the most interesting people I've ever met. Um, yeah, I met him during Don Peyote. He was one of the several, man, I, I interviewed a lot of people. But uh, he, by far, was, I think, the most interesting. He's like, uh, like a cousin to Qui-Gon Jinn. I mean, this is, <laughs> I met him around 2012, so he seemed very much like a Jedi when I met him. Um, he has fascinating stories. He's part of the mystery school. Um, he'll explain what that is. 
I believe it's um, related to the original Templars, the uh, from the teachings, original teachings of Solomon, um, that were uh, excavated ex- excavated from uh, Solomon's temple. I mean, he'll get into it, but um, yeah, the guy's a wizard. He's a uh, he's a magic wielder. He's seen the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> All right. Let's hopefully he'll be out of the air soon. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to the bottom of it. Hello, this is Goodney. Yes. Hi. Oh. Hey. How Goodney. Are you? Good man. How are you? Where are you right now? At home in Tokyo. At home in Tokyo. Okay. Mm. Excellent. Uh. Why have you chosen Tokyo as your home? Um, I love Tokyo. I've been here for 20 years, and this is home now. You ever been to uh, the uh, the Roboto Bar? Oh, yeah, yeah. I have. Yeah. It's nothing special, you know. I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I was there. I did all the... The touristy things, and so for the audience, uh, the if you ever go and find yourself in Japan and Tokyo, go to the Roboto Bar. Just get wasted. Just just take some like you, they're already giving you shots, but like go yeah, and get yeah. baked. Just just like go and take shrooms or something. And go and it's basically live action um, Power Rangers with like you know robotic monsters and like like people like dance fighting each other and, and like, yeah, you know, flame, flame throwers and yeah. Say again. So we did, we did a, we did a documentary about it when it opened. We were there for the opening. You so did? I, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My TV show. Oh, okay. What's your TV show? It's called Backstage Pass. We have, I'm doing several cool. TV shows now in, in Japan. And uh, one of them is called Defending Japan. We actually won an, an award in the film festival in L.A. in Hollywood last year for that one. Yeah, it's going good. That's great, man. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was there. I was there. Uh, I was doing, recently I was doing this series um, called Story of Masters, where I was, like, traveling around... Uh, I went to Japan, I went to, to Okinawa, I went to uh, China, Korea. I went all over and, and studied with, uh, you know, very, you know, basically interviewed uh, a lot of um, martial arts masters. And uh, awesome. I, I was, I was there, yeah, I was there fairly recently. And the time before I was in Japan was for, uh, I was doing PR for Fantastic Beasts. And there was an earthquake, and I'll I'll always oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah, always yeah. remember that. Yeah, that was. Uh, where were you? Uh, were you in? You were in was, Tokyo during the earthquake? Yeah, yeah, I was home. Yeah, yeah, I was home. That was so surreal. Um, yeah. What a crazy experience! Because the, the the hotel I was in was on casters. It was on like. You know, they they build all the buildings to be earthquake ready, and so 
the whole uh, building was like swaying back and forth like it was like a cruise ship and so it was like really it was so it was like slow motion and and you know I'm an American and all I see on my TV I can't get any English so all I see on my TV is you know uh, epicenter of the earthquake is Fukushima and there's a tsunami warning so I'm just like okay I'm dead I'm dead <laughs> You know, because yeah. cause the last time that happened, you know, it was horrendous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were, we so were together reason, when it yeah. happened. You remember that? We were together when it happened in, in 2011. No way. Was I interviewing yeah, we, you on... You, yeah, you were interviewing me and, and, and uh, the text com, com, came over the phone about the earthquake. You're kidding me. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, that was a that was a, a major disaster. What's going on with Fukushima? Like, have they got that under control? It's just like, like what's yeah, the deal? Yeah, I mean, it's under control, but you know, it's still not good. They have to. There's a lot of stuff they have to do. And um, you know, after our interview that day, next day we flew back home. And Whoa. the day after that, I went up there with relief help. We we spent two years basically every day up there, bringing food and water and everything and helping people and and it's wow. still bad. It's still bad over ten years later. It's still bad up there. Like people well, are bad about ho- them. Were you what the fuck, man? So were you wearing like a hazmat suit? Like what were you doing? No, I we just brought we just brought uh, you know. Um, uh, measuring instruments to make sure that we were not in an area of high radiation, right. and we just brought food and water and whatever was needed, diapers for the old people and the and the babies and every, anything that was needed, we took up there. So, okay, so Goodney Goodnison. So, Goodney. So your name, you know what your name means because you told me what your name means. That it means yeah, it means yeah. good walk. Goodney means good wine or uh, a friend of God. God is is a friend. And then your last name is Goodnison. So your your name is friend of God, son of friend of God. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And so is that that your real name? That's like... That's my real name. That was your given name. What's your middle name? Haldor. What does that mean? Haldor, ha, Haldor means Harlequin. Means Harlequin? Yeah. Whoa, like a jo- like the Joker, like, uh, like yeah, the Joker like, uh, card. Well, yeah, 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 exactly. The trickster. More, wow. More like someone who gives, more like someone who gives advice to the king, but also makes him laugh. That's what ah, yes, the, yes, the jester, the jester. Mm. Yeah, usually the jester, the jester is the smartest guy in the room. Like it's like uh, in the, in King Lear, um, the jester sees, sees it coming, sees the end, and he sees that the end is near, and tries to right. to warn the the king over and over and over again. That the king will not listen. Um, Well, shit. Okay, so the last time I saw you, 
was 2011. <laughs> oh my God! And it was right, and and I was you know on the Don Peyote quest where I was going around to you know collecting interviews with wise men and women trying to figure out you know what the fuck 2012 was all about, what was coming, um, and so here we are again, full circle. I'm coming to you, and I'm asking you, what what do you think's going on right now, man? Where where are we headed here? In on the planet? <laughs> yeah, it's, 2020. It's, it's well, it's uh, just um, it's the prophecies. It's like nothing surprises me. I mean, I, I it's you know it's been prophesized for thousands of years and. It's nothing is, you know, you know, this is just the way it's supposed to go, I guess. I mean, we're, you know, we're, I'm not happy with these prophecies, but it is what it is. What's the prophecy exactly? Well, we can start with prophecies from John Revelations in the Bible and Nostradamus and, you know, there's, there's so many, uh, Edgar Casey in the U.S. So, you know, there's, there is... The, the end of the world as we know it, not the not the death, you know, not not the not the end of the world, but the end of the world as we know it, meaning that the world is going to end, this corruption and everything we're seeing, all of this going to end, um, and uh, you know the old Tibetan prophecy of, of the Shambhala, the world of of no disease and and no armies and no wars and all this. This is this is just you know, step by step is happening exactly like these prophecies have said. So, you know. So we're heading for the, you know, thousand years of peace is what you're saying, um, as they depicted in the the Bible. Right. Right. So, okay. (laughs) Okay, so you, you, um, is it okay to talk about the mystery schools and everything and, and that you're involved in? Yeah, yeah of course. So t- tell me, because uh, I, I assumed you learned all of these prophecies or, or a lot of these uh, ancient wisdom from being part of the mystery schools. And, and so explain for my audience uh, what your connection is exactly and, and what the, uh, the mystery schools are and what your particular um, uh, school is. Well, that's a long story. Um, so uh, I found we got time, buddy. We got time. <laughs> okay. Well, I found this. I found the mystery school when I was 14 years old. But basically, I started out. Um, I was when I was born. I was born identical twin, and my twin brother, he died 30 minutes after he was born. And but being twin twins, we were not separated. So first ten years of my life, I spent half here and half on the other side with my brother. My my consciousness was basically more, you know, actually more on the other side than on this side. So that's the start of whatever we call it, my spirituality or you know my 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 way of being who I am. And then. <clears throat> So, so hold on. So, so hold on. So you were so you were connected to the other side, and how did that present itself? Did that present itself in, in dreams? Did you actually see your brother? Did he come to you? 
yeah, it was it was my the way I understand it. All of that, of course, is kind of a mystery. But the way I understand it is that my soul was partially there and then partially here. I was uh, as a kid, I was catatonic a lot. My mother was very worried because she'd take me out of the bed and I just kind of sit there, and uh, I didn't function in school until you know much much later than normal. I was way behind school, and um, they they took me to you know, doctors and hospitals all over Europe to check me out, and they said, there's nothing wrong with him. He's just not here, but there's nothing wrong with him. So, and in the meantime, on the other side, my perception of that was kind of a place of, with beings that we call angels or gods or whatever we want to call it, and uh, these taught us or guided us and led us through, you know, the life we were living on that side. Okay. Okay. And so you were you were continually astral projecting for the first several years of your life. Just consciously, sub unconsciously, you were your soul was was straddling the uh, the other side. Yeah. And then you found the mystery school at fourteen. Yeah, well, so was- so. Yeah, when I was 13, I was kind of, you know, com- it was complicated. It was like, you know, I come out of this, you know, extremely psychic, not knowing if I was looking at people who were alive or not, and had a very hard time as a, you know, as a teenager and or, or, or 12, 13 years old. I had a very, very hard time. So when I was 14, I, I went to London and I started looking for, teachings that could help me and teaching was similar to what I had learned on the other side and 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 you know in time I found mystery school and those teachings through some you know amazing people in London so I started going to London a lot and spent you know many many years in in study with them okay so explain what the mystery school is exactly what the origins are yeah mystery school's been around for well, probably from the beginning of time, uh, if we, you know, use the analogy of the Bible, then, then after the fall from Garden of Eden, um, it would, would have started right after that somewhere with, with uh, holy methods, or maybe not correct words holy, but with methods that helped us survive here on this planet. Because we, according to the Bible, we met with very harsh conditions and, and, you know, the ground was not good and it was hard to grow anything. And, but we managed to do it anyway. And we, thr- we thrived and created societies. And, and these, these methods, they didn't come from someone else. We were not in, in communication with some higher beings that helped us. We, you know, like we were obviously in the Garden of Eden, where everything just flowed through the, you know, divine grace of, the angels or gods or who are beings who were there. And, and, but we had to come up with our own methods of creating the world we created. And that, those answers came from inside of ourselves. We figured it out. And this system, the first system is called Kabbalah. And the Kabbalah taught us, we asked questions and answers would come from within. 
So we receive the answers to our questions. So that, that's the first system in the mystery school is Kabbalah. And then, of course, many, many other things are taught also. Well, what, let's, let's go into it. What, what, what are the other things? I'm so, I'm, I'm fascinated because <coughs> this is, these teachings have, it's like the force. You know, it could, it could be used for good and uh, it could be used for evil, you know. And, um, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, it's like when I met you, I was like, this guy is the closest thing like to a Jedi, you know, that I've just from, you know, just from what I gleaned from our conversation. And so just, you know, tell us about how you worked your way up and how you, like some some of your most profound experiences. Well, it's, the mystery school is, first of all, it's a pass. You join a pass and you, you, uh, uh, you know, it takes commitment. It's like, it's not just uh, some easy to go, you can do anything you want school. It is a path and you make a commitment to help others and serve humanity. But, but that's the, you know, that's our main cause for for having a school like that. And through the, through the ages, the school has developed through thousands of years, it's developed a system of healing and, and other things that we use. So these are all things I had to learn, and then I had to use that to serve other people. And otherwise, I wouldn't be brought into the mysteries of, you know, magic that can help me and help others. So the higher I went through these, through the ranks, so to speak, the more they, they taught me. And that's basically how we run the school today. It's a uh, we're in over 60 countries on, on, around the planet and, and growing all the time and um, because the, these tools actually work. They help people, they, they grow, they become strong. And, um, mm. Is it um, mostly tapping into our uh, innate psychic abilities like... Uh, you know, um, chakra alignment, kundalini, um, uh, tapping into kundalini energy, being able to um, uh, use that energy um, to uh, create other things to enhance ourselves. Is it that kind of thing, or is it, or is it like? Um, you know, potions also, and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> well, these are all, those are all beginning points. Those are all kind of what we do with beginners. And um, um, then higher magic comes into play. And, uh, you know, we, we have this, unfortunately, we have this, you know, world history and, and perception of how things are um, and it's an illusion. I mean, you know, we we say that humanity is X amount of years old, and I mean, and and it's it's just an illusion. We're we're eternal beings. We never been born. We can never die. So 
you know, we've, we've lived for millions of years and been cultivating, you know, what we do around the, the, the universe. So we're pretty naive to think that this is, you know, our history and we read the history of the world and all that. And, you know, it's just, it's not, you know, it's not true. It's an illusion. So in the, in the mystery school, we go way beyond that. We go to the, to the origins of the spirit. You know, the soul, the soul is just a vehicle inside the physical body and the spirit. It's, it's like a computer program. And, but the spirit is where everything really is. And the spirit is eternal. And we adapt these, you know, we come down here, we rent a vehicle, that's this physical body. And we've done that many times. We can do that anytime we want. We can even occupy more than one rental vehicle at a time. Uh, so, you know, these are the mysteries of the true mystery school. And, and Earth is, Earth is uh, uh, you know, we have the mysteries of, for example, India, you know, the, the Kundalini and Chakra and things like this. But actually the Earth is much older than that, way, way older than that. And, and archaeology is finally catching up with that, finding pyramids that are much older than the pyramids we can see. And, and, uh, and there is in, in the Atlantic Ocean, and I'm kind of revealing deeper secrets here, but, you know, this is a cool show, you're a cool guy, so I'm going to do it. And, you know, in the Atlantic Ocean, there is a civilization, or there's, there was a civilization, or there is a civilization, actually, that is, you know, way older than any history we know. There is some archaeological evidence of these people, but they are our ancestors. They are our true source. And they yielded energy. You know, we talk about Kundalini, we talk about Chi and all these things, but the true energy from them that is in all of us, it's called Vril, V-R-I-L. And Vril is a true source of our, of our bodies and our energy. And uh, this, is, this is where we, in the higher teachings of our school, this is where we tap into the, that power. Okay, so there's a lot to unpack pack there. So you're talking about the, the Vril, who I understand to be an inner earth uh, society. Um, they, uh, they're, they're connected to uh, Atlantis. Is that what you're saying? And is Atlantis Atla- still there? At- Atlantis was um, part of this world. If you look at the Atlantic Ocean, the highest point there now is, you know, Iceland is the highest point closest to the North Pole. And that was part of what, what the people called Atlantis because Atlantis was in the Atlantic Ocean and blah, blah, blah. But, it, you know, this was technically the world of, you know, the old Viking gods, Odin and Thor and these guys. You know, this was the, the Midgard and, and, um, and it's still there. It's still energy of these beings are still there. Now, Jules Byrne wrote that story, Journey to the Center of the Earth. And uh, there's a lot of theories about something being under the, under, uh, in the Earth. And, of course, that's very possible. We, we don't know. Um, 
and then of course that the thing is we that the problem with science of today and, and most humans is they evaluate the world around them according to what they can see and yet we are like our ancestors die our parents etc our grandparents etc die when after they have passed over are they not there where they are we are just not trained to see them you know there are psychics who can't see them so they're not gone anywhere they're there and just like other beings there are many beings on this planet that are there you know, it's kind of like, you know, in, in the, the movies, Fantastic Beasts. By the way, I love those movies. They're, they're awesome. And, you know, some of those, those beasts are invisible. Right. That, that's really how our world is. And I, I grew up seeing that. In Iceland, I, I was going nuts because there were so many things around me, you know, all kinds of small beings and animals. And, and these animals were talking to me and they were humans like nobody could see but me and this is how our world really is so you you were you were communicating you were able to see beyond the veil you were communicating with ghosts you were communicating with different spirits different entities you know, fairies uh, that kind yeah. of thing yeah yes wow exactly um, the whole that I had no veil actually you had no veil um, UFOs. Well, they that, they are not a part of they're not a part of that world, but obviously they're we're not alone in the universe for sure. Um, you know, and, and they have come here many times, of course, but they are not a part of this experience for me. No. Okay, let me ask you a question. So, a lot of people when they bring up the the real and they bring up inner Earth. Um, they also it also goes hand in hand with uh, flat Earth, um, and I, I I tend to believe um, the the dodecahedron Earth, where it's or, or a torsion Earth, where it's like a it's flat and round at the same time. So I just kind of cover all my bases. <laughs> but yeah, what yeah. Uh, what what do you, what do they teach you, man? Well, that's kind of, I mean, it's, it's to me a very, very silly discussion whether the earth is flat or not. We live in, we live in a hologram, uh, you know, we're not, this is not true reality. This is created for us to <clears throat> have an experience. And yes, like you're saying, uh, sacred geometries are, are you know we, we have to see if we want to see the world truly see the world the way it is we have to go into the quantum physics and you know it has to be seen from a quantum reality and and not from you know the mundane one-dimensional world that most people live every day that that's you know that's not the destiny of humans we're supposed to excel to our highest potential and Humans have not done that. So the mystery school is there to, to help people to, to see more, to live a multidimensional reality. So, okay, so the way I see it is that this, at some point, and stop me if I'm wrong, but at some point this pyramid of this hierarchy of um, control was set in place where 
we were dumbed down and uh, it's still in place. We're still being dumbed down and it's, it's supposed to be kept a mystery. We're not supposed to know this stuff. We're not supposed to excel. Why, why do you think that is? Well, I disagree with that. In the beginning, the people chose to be that, that way. You know, people chose to follow Cain after he killed his brother Abel. I mean, using the Bible story, which is not true, of course, but, you know, as, a, as an analogy. So, you know, it's in the beginning, the masses started choosing to be dumb. And this is actually when the mystery school stopped being open to the public. All the mystery school closed down at a certain point because of the people choosing to dumb down. So I, I don't believe in the, in, you know, not in the beginning there was not a conspiracy from anyone. We didn't really have societies at that point that were that organized. Um, but in, in, in time, especially lately on Earth with Industrial Revolution, etc., it was very convenient for certain people to keep it this way. And that's what I believe the conspiracy is today, is to keep it this way, to not allow us to excel, to keep people... I mean, we have legal slavery on the planet, obviously, <clears throat> with you know, minimum wages is just legal slavery. So, <clears throat> yeah, it's, uh, you know... And that, that's the battle, I see, that's the battle. We, we, the mystery school has come now, now it was secret until 1997, or a, not secret, but a closed school until 1997. <clears throat> I moved to America in 95 in order to open it up in 97, prepared myself for two years, and, and then uh, we launched it, and it's just exploded because people want to know these things. I want to know. I, I, I mean, <laughs> shit, man. I, you know, I, I there's, I, I, I'm just, you know, trying to seek truth, trying to figure out what the hell is really going on in this world. Still, since Don Peyote, it's still, still the same fucking. It's like I'm on a gerbil wheel, but um, so the thousand year peace. With that comes, you know, a hell of a lot of uh, biblical prophecies. So. Are we in the middle right now of, uh, what is it called, the Nasara Jasara, the Jubilation, the, ju- the Jubilee, the, the fucking, the, we're in the, mid- the fucking we're in- anti- anti- Antichrist, all that shit. Like, what's your opinion? We're in the middle of Armageddon. The end of the world as we know it. That's where we are right, right now. And the, the turmoil, the pandemics, the, the earth shifts and and catastrophes that are happening, there's more coming. We're not out of it yet. And you're just, the last time, the the last advice that you gave me was basically, you know, stay positive, be in love, and you're going to be where you're going to be when the shithouse goes up in flames. I mean, is that basically your philosophy, yeah. or have you taken precautions? Of course, you have to. We have to be smart, but you know we have to stay positive. We have to stay in love spaces. There's no, nothing will help if we're just in fear, and um, we have to stay focused on ourselves. Um, not believe what you see on the television. You know the news and all this stuff is like that's just 
further enhancing the illusion. So, you know, yeah, we just, you know, we got to stay in our own space. Very important. While World War Three is happening? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Technically, that's what's happening now. I mean, it is World War Three, and And, you know, the school, my school, Modern Mystery School, is we are fighting this battle. We're fighting as much as we can with our tools to make, you know, to, to make the transition from the old paradigm to the new paradigm, to make that transition easier for everybody. Uh, that is basically the purpose of Mystery School has been for thousands of years. So we've been preparing for this, and we're in the middle of this battle, and, you know, uh, there's more to come. I can't say, you know, I'm not going to, you know, fool anybody. There is more to come. That's just the way it is. And just be prepared. I always keep food and water for a few weeks at home. And just, you know, I was so ready when this lockdown came. And, you know, it's just, yeah, get ready. Be be prepared, whatever comes up. Yeah. Well, you think he's, all you're going to need is uh, food and water? You're not going to need anything else? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm walking around my house looking, because there's no, you know, God forbid the people start going nuts around here, rioting and looking for food and, you know, coming to my house. Like, I don't have any guns. I, I mean, I, I guess I would know how to shoot a gun. I've done enough movies where I shot guns, but I feel really weird about it, having it here with my kids, you know, in the house. I have been, like, basically going around my house, and I bought a shitload of fireworks because I was like, okay, those are good projectiles. Like, I can, I can shoot fireworks yeah, yeah, at yeah. people. You know, I got fucking – I started, like, man, I've been – I've just been collecting all the knives and shit in my house. And like, you know, oh, I'm yeah, – yeah. you know, because what am I going to do if I – like, I have a bug-out plan. Like, listen, I'm I'm basically – if anyone wants to break into my house, they're going to basically, it's going to be like home alone for them. You know, it's going to be like crazy fucking Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trash. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> but, you know, I have a, I, hopefully it doesn't get to that. I have a bug out plan where, where, where we would, you know, hold a hole up and a little further up north. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm basically back exactly where I was before 2012. So, what what does that consist of when you're fighting this battle? Are you is it the um, is it the Maharisha effect? I mean, are you guys meditating? Like, well, how far does it go? Like, it's like world meditation for you know because that stuff works. It definitely you know it's, oh, yeah. um, you have enough psychic energy builds up and the crime goes down. It's like that's like yeah. a proven fact. I mean, is it that kind of thing? Well. Yes, it is. It's exactly that way. But we do it more specifically, we're more strongly. We, we call them temples. We do temples. We work together as groups around the world. <clears throat> and our temple work example, to just give one example, is here in Tokyo, we do you know, a lot of temple work. We have a lot of members here in the, in the school. We do a lot of temple work. We do also a lot of sacred geometry gritting. We literally have teams that go around the whole city and do gridding with sacred geometries. And, and the fact is, the fact is that we've, well, we've had very low numbers 
with COVID-19. Our city is one of the lowest in the world. We've had, um, um, and we've had almost no lockdown per se. I've never been not allowed to leave my home or go to stores. And stores are open. Um, you know, they yeah, they closed the schools down, but theaters they closed for a while. But mostly, we've been completely open, and still lowest numbers in the world. Uh, well, not the lowest, maybe, but very low numbers. So, you know, I believe what we're doing is helping in Tokyo. Um, what do you? Because there's also a conspiracy going around about um, that it's a frequency thing. That it's uh, that it's uh, you know bad, bad, like weaponized 5G technology that's making people sick. That's one of the things that's going around. What do you feel about that? No, I don't believe in that. Right. Okay. Um, because who knows? Who knows what the fuck? There's all sorts of weaponized. Um, like, like, look at, look at, look at the, look at the actual virus itself. Where, where the fuck did it come from? You know, I mean, it, it itself is. It seems like it's weaponized. Didn't, didn't come out of a fucking wet market. I mean, it seemed like it was convenient. It should be convenience nineteen, but um, that's just my philosophy about it. Um, it's not. A, it was not. It's not a chimeric virus, which means it did not come from the animal kingdom which means it must come up, been made in a laboratory. That's for sure. That's the facts now. So it's definitely made in a laboratory by someone. <laughs> yeah, and um, it seems as though it's becoming political, you know. If you, if, it oh, just yeah. seems like, uh, you know, if the worst place in the world right now is America, and uh, mm. there happens to be an election, you know, in November. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's um they're playing chess and we're the pawns and well you yeah. seem like you're a knight, but uh you know, see, we, you know, there's, you know we're, there's sorry. There, you know, there's two things. There's there's the virus and its disease and then there is the re, you know, the reaction of governments to this virus. And like what I see in the US I think they're going crazy overboard. I mean, the, the way if you, you know, compare it to like Sweden or even Japan, you know, we didn't do one-fifth of what, these, you know, what America did. And, and our numbers are low, you know. So, I, I don't know, it's just how the governments are reacting is, like you said, it's highly political. Yeah, the people, a lot of people think that it's um, a power grab that, uh, you know, they're ushering in the new world order and, um, you know, it's the whole, the whole system that's been set in place. It's their moment to, um, to, to lock it down, you know, forever, essentially. Mm. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, I mean, is that something that you're you're fighting against, or like, or, or what's your sense of? Yeah, that's definitely part of the fight. I mean, you know, they're making our world more and more uh, artificial through food and and other things that we have, and 
Um, so that's, yeah, that's definitely a part of it, you know. But it's... it's so you guys... You know, it's, yeah, go ahead. No, it's, it's, it's all in the hands of humans. That's the thing. We are the ones playing this game. There's no them, you know, it's us. We are doing this. We certainly allow it to happen. Yeah. And hopefully hopefully people are fucking waking up and trying to seek out some spiritual so. knowledge, get some, get some spiritual strength, because we have mm-hmm. a fight ahead of us, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last time, so as I as I as I take a big hit of pot, I'm much healthier. I have to tell you, than the last Great. time we spoke. Yes, last time we Wonderful. spoke, I was pro- probably um, I don't know. I was 240 pounds, 250 pounds. Now I'm mm. now I am about 190. And, wow. Uh, so I yeah lost a lot of weight and. So I'm trying to, but the last time you saw me, you said that um, there were there were holes in my aura from from smoking too much pot, and that's yeah yeah, yeah. I remember yeah you said yeah, you yeah. said every time that I every time I cough I and I, and I cough a lot you know um, mm. because you know that's you know that's just my reaction to when I smoke pot and. They said the whole thing, you know, you got to cough to get off or whatever the fuck it is. And that yeah, yeah. definitely works for me. It definitely works for me. But you're saying that I cough out little Swiss cheese holes in my aura every time I cough. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, just every time you cough, the energy, your aura goes wild and I could see all these holes. You know, it's very, very typical for those who are, you know, using drugs a lot. So nothing unusual. <laughs> okay, so hold on. Because I feel like, I feel, I don't know what my aura looks like right now, but I feel like I've filled in a lot of those holes, uh, even mm. though I've, uh, even, even though I've, um, or maybe, I don't know. I'll, 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 need, a, I'll need another uh, examination of my aura next time I see it. But the, um, the like, I feel like I, I did some good spackling work on it. Like I filled in, I filled in some holes on my aura since the last time I saw you. But uh, so, did you actually see my aura? Like what? Like, like what did it like? What did it look like? Well, at the time, you know, you remember that the, the aura colors can shift and change. But at the time, it was you had a lot of brownish color, grounding color below around your feet. And the rest was kind of greenish. Green is really good. It's healing energy. She would be a fantastic healer. But but it was all muddled with gray, a gray fog because of the drugs. So, you know, clean that out and your aura is, is very strong. Very grounded in the earth. What, 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 what sign are you? I'm a Libra. Libra, okay. But, you know, very grounded in the earth and then... Um, healing powers, green energy, so, you know. Yeah, man, I've been told that by a couple different, um, by a couple different psychics that uh, I had a big heart chakra, big green heart chakra. But, uh, Mm -hmm. 
Um, I wonder if that had anything to do with it. I was told by another fucking psychic recently that who basically gave me a Kundalini experience over the phone from fucking California or wherever the hell, Sedona or something, wherever she was at. She um, yeah, yeah. She basically said um, that I am a portal, <laughs> like a fucking like a gateway or something. Um, huh. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I don't know what that means to you, but that was like okay. I have to explore <laughs> whatever that means. Um, but I've had. You know, I've had some trippy experiences where I'm very open, you know, to the other side, you know, receiving information, um, especially in my dreams and st- and and stuff. And uh, and so I don't know. I, I I guess where I'm going with this is I feel like my whole life. I have been manipulating using you you know uh, 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 like um uh, subconsciously totally obliviously healing healing people you know whether it was through laughter or actual touch or knowing that I had you know some kind of um control over my chi you know I, like I I just inherently knew that or you know whatever I was whatever energy I was manipulating and because I've had all these kundalini kundalini experiences, and like even though I never, I mean I, you know, obviously, um, I've met people who are involved in mystery schools, but and I, but I've never sought it out. Like I, you know, um, I've never, but I feel like I was already kind of. Um, wielding some of the magic, you know what I mean? Like, um, manifesting things. Um, and, uh, you know, but I never, I was just kind of doing it like on, like in my own, in my own way. Uh, Mm. but I, I, I am, I'm very, like, I feel like my job here is to obviously heal, um, but also to spread the knowledge, and because I, I feel like my my whole my whole mo is that I'm I give the sugar with the medicine, you know. For some reason, I'm allowed to tiptoe around, you know, the independent, weird documentary world, but also around you know large franchises, and because I and because I, I say these things. Um, in an endearing way, I guess, it's, or, or, or make people laugh, you know, or it's, it's disarming. So I, I, I have been, I have been allowed. If you listen to my podcast, you know, this is I talk about all sorts of things that would I feel like would get other podcasts, um, you know, canceled. Um, mm-hmm. It's weird. I do feel mm. like I do feel like my audience ever since Don Peyote I feel like my audience has been narrowed. I feel like you know it, 
<laughs> That's just oh. all I'm going to say about that. But, um, yeah, because I feel like, uh, like I, I don't know. That's just my opinion. Um, so I'm working on the holes in my aura. I'm just telling you. And so speaking of gateways, you saw, you told me the last time that you actually were in the presence of the Ark of the Covenant. Right? Yeah. And yes. you told me that it it was an actually it was actually a portal it was a gateway. Yes. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> this is this is okay. All right. My favorite movie is Raiders of the Lost Ark. My no, my the I, <laughs> you oh awesome and and uh, so this the idea in my head of what the Ark of the Covenant looks like is. You know, the angels' wings um, arcing over this golden box, you know, filled with right. the power of God. Power of God, right? Um, you know, don't, don't, don't open your eyes, Marion. Now, now, what happened? So you were, you were, like, in the mystery school, and you were just like, so um, what do you guys got in here that, uh, you know, like, I want to see some cool stuff. And they were just like, here's the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> Like, like, was it like that? Or like, what, what happened? Please tell me. Well, okay. The Ark is in the hands of a nomadic tribe in Northern Africa. And actually, you know, this was in the 70s. Since then, it's been actually both on BBC. I think it was also on CNN. They, they you know, they went and, and found this tribe and, and they uh, got to see the ark. I mean, it's it's now public knowledge that you know the ark is found. And uh, this and, was and... really yeah 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 yeah. And this was the when I when I got to see it. It was outside Alexandria, and out in the nomadic tribes in the desert, and and um, it was a whole ceremony, and that and it was. The ark came out of its it's 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 kind of in a box that they carry around the desert and and um, it was brought out. It was never opened, but it was brought out and they did some ceremony and dancing around it and stuff like this. So you know, it's it's been found. So you know, it's there. So the ark. So it, does it look like that? Like uh, the golden box with the angels uh, bowing over it? Is that what it looks like? Pretty much. I mean, it's not as it's not as glorious as Indiana Jones movie, but still, okay. yeah. You know, and it's probably not made out of wood. I don't think. You know, it will have been stolen and everybody killed in that side if it was. You know, so but it's yeah, it's the ark. So you got to look inside. I mean, did you like like no, no, how do you know it's no, a no, gate? They, like, how, did you see it working? Yes. See, the inside is something they did not open it, so I never seen inside of it. Uh, not not like in Indiana Jones, you know. I so, but but um, the arc itself, the way it is, it's an energy system that creates a gateway, and I could see that it need to be opened for it though. And they did the ceremony that created that, and, and it came out. So. That was quite incredible. Wait a minute. So what did it look like? You saw the actual gateway working? Yes. I saw 
uh, I saw the gateway. It was, you know, it, it basically it's hard to explain something like that, but basically this space opened up where the, the, the wing sphinxes on each side are from, from each them opened like a portal, like a, almost like a door, and the, the high priests of this tribe, they communicated through this portal. To who? To God? No. To other beings on the planet, to other, other dimensions, if we could put it that way. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. So it's, it's, uh, it's not a radio for talking to God. It's, uh, it's a radio for talking to other things. Yeah. Okay. And so where did it come from? Did they tell you? No. And uh, I, I never asked. I wasn't, I wasn't interested in the history of it. I was interested in using it and, you know, learning how to you know, use that thing. But I, I never got the opportunity because, you know, it's protected by this tribe. So. Holy shit. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, fuck. Okay, so they started communicating with beings from the other side. And were they, um, did, you, did you see them? The beings? Yes. And what did they look like? Like us. These just, you know, we're talking about other dimensions with other beings. You know, this is kind of, you know, like the, the, the question about the Vril and Atlantis and all these things, <clears throat> there are many beings all around us. You know, there are many entities, and, and they, they don't, you know... The human world, the physical human world, is not everything. There are other dimensions where, people, where entities are living, and we can communicate with them. You know, I do that, example, every day. My, my whole day is about those communications, and like, like it was in ancient Egypt... We know from the Egyptian history that uh, that was all about communication. And uh, this is one of those relics that communicates. Could you teach me how to astral project? Yes. Could you, could you give me some tips right now, like what I might be doing wrong or... Like I feel like, uh, like what's your what's the, what's your what's your process with that when you're tr- when you're trying to? I feel like I get right to the edge and then I, I either fall asleep or I forget or I just wake myself up and. Mm-hmm. What's what's your process? The way we teach the the mystical tools in the mystery school, it's always done in person. And because we, when you start traveling, there's a lot of dangers. There are beings out there that want your body. There are discarnated souls. There are, you know, entities that want to come in and take your body. So we do it very safely. We teach in person. But while we're teaching in person people, we are protecting their soul at the same time. So you enter, you enter, you might be entering a living room. You know, right there in London, we have, of course, a lot of teachers in London. And you enter a living room in London, and, and this person is going to teach you astral travel. 
then that room must be made into a holy temple that protects your soul as you're traveling. And you learn how to protect yourself as well. So it's not, you know, can't be done over a podcast or anything like this, you know. Right. I um, I was shown, one of, the, one of the things that set me off on this journey, uh, this spiritual journey, was that I was shown my Merkaba. I saw it. And I was told that, you know, this is your this is your body armor that you put your soul into when you're traversing the astral plane. Mm-hmm. Is this is this what uh, what you know of it? Yeah, the Merkaba is one of the sacred geometries that is inside our aura or inside our energy field. Um, we have we have basically 32 different sacred geometries. In, in India, they call them yantras. And uh, the yantra system is, you know, the Merkaba is one of them. And uh, right. it's, you know, it's kind of funny in the West that there are these teachings about Merkaba and it's made into a huge thing, but there are 32 of these that we work with. Gotcha. We work with all Holy of them. Holy Okay, so, wow. Okay, so I, I uh, am I am I correct in 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 saying that this is your body armor that you that like when you start astral projecting you jump inside your merkaba and this protects you as you as you fly around. Uh, no, the the merkaba is an ascension vehicle. Is so a what? Ascension, uh, ascension vehicle. Right. What okay. Okay. Your, okay. Okay. What protects your body? If you, if we look at like the Indian teachings, uh, is something called the Sri Yantra. The Sri Yantra is uh, a, a series of triangles that just engulf your body. You're in the center of it, and there's all these triangles that protect your body. And in our our astral protection class, we teach we teach how to activate this energy and this this power. Do these triangles is is that the as as above so below? I mean, did they make a star of David? These triangles around you, yes. or are they, yes, or, exactly. Okay, exactly. so that's the that's the Merkaba shape. I mean, okay, I I, I got to study with you, man. I got to fucking. When are you coming to London next or fuck, no one's traveling. <laughs> yeah, no one's traveling. Uh, but what, I have teachers right. in London, though. There's a great teacher in oh. London. Kate, uh, her name is Kate. She's awesome. Okay, can you, can you connect me to her? I would love to, yeah. I would love yeah, to I'll meet send her. You, I sent you in an email. I sent you her address. She lives in um, Notting Hill, actually. Okay. Um... Okay, so the last time you know, remember you remember Casey James? He's he's the yeah. gentleman that uh, can. Are you still yeah, in I contact know, with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talk okay. all the time. We're, we're still doing the, the domes and the pyramids and. Awesome. Um, yeah, I just got in con- back in contact with him again, and you know, it's all. You know, he's he's who got me in touch with you, and he, and he spoke about. One thing that struck me, because you know, he was such a, 
of a gregarious soul. You know, he was such like a sweet guy, uh, and at least that was my <laughs> opinion of it. Uh, but uh, he told me this story about. I believe it was like the the coming of the the great solar flash or the great reset or something. Um, and I've heard this from other people too. This um, this guy named Champ uh, who created this map called the Five D Awakening Map. Um, I've had him on the show a couple times, and at the center of this map is the great solar flash and. So as I understand it, and as the, the planets, you know, celestially, uh, the planets are on parade, everything's in fucking retrograde. It's just like everything, you know, matches the, the um, environment down here on Earth. Um, and it seems as though we're headed toward this cosmic reset. Um, am I on track with any of this? Well, <laughs> uh, reset. Yeah, well, we're not. We are just creating a whole new world. Shambhala is a whole new world. So reset, whatever you know, it's just terminology. But yeah, we're heading towards Shambhala, the world of peace, love, harmony. You know, perfect health, no war, no no police. You know, none of these things. So in order to get there. There is uh, the way I was the way it was described to me, or the, what the the science is, or the conspiracy is, or whatever you want to call it, is that there will be a moment where like, all the planets are aligned, and and the veil will come down, and we will finally see. Mm. you know, what's really mm. going on. And that and that will be accompanied by a massive like solar flash, like like uh like I don't know, some like the, the, the sun lets off all of this energy and it it basically uh rocks the earth, you know, for a second. Like the earth like uh wobbles, you know, for a second and, and this earthquakes, it's fucking crazy. And if you don't know what's happening, if you don't know what's going on, people are going to go fucking nuts. It's like, you know, Tower of Babel shit. People won't understand, you know, everyone fucking go crazy. The frequencies, are, you know, the electromagnetic frequencies are going to be out the fucking window. People are going to go nuts, you know. They're going to, yeah. And if you don't know what's yeah. going on, if you're not able to maintain your sanity and, you, you don't, and, and your anchor, then you're going to, you're, you're fucked. Is that, I mean, am I... Am, Go ahead. What were you going to say? Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's one way of explaining what's going on on the planet today. And uh, the frequencies are, you know, the, the vibration on the planet is changing. The mystery school is here to guide people through those changes so that you can accumulate, you know, more. One of the things that I, I'm really like in these last days is you know, we we don't need, you know, gurus. We don't need grandmasters or any of these things. You know, we have all the knowledge inside of ourselves. And Mr. School, we're always saying this, 
we we're not we don't really have teachers we have reminders people who remind you of what you already know and it's time for the human race to awaken to remember you know everything that we have inside and then you'll see then then they will awaken we're trying to awaken people so that they will not be in the shit storm when this happens because it's coming it, it's just this is what exactly what's coming ah well you heard him folks i'm gonna go seek out this lady in, in notting hill <laughs> yeah is there, is, there, is there any more advice that you could give to the audience like what, what like yeah. like for instance that like like um i heard that this was coming at the end of the year this is you know this flash is associated with you know you know the the solar flashes associated with uh, you know let's just say christmas yeah i'm i'm just going to quote my my homie jesus christ and say it comes as a thief in the night <laughs> because i honestly we don't know when it comes we you know that's the whole thing it's it's a mystery and we just have to get ready we have to just you know buckle down and get ready and but people just need to believe in themselves and not you know, not listen to all the garbage that's out there. Just focus on your inner, who you are, and, and you know, be fine. Stay in joy. Stay in joy. That's important. That's, that's uh, excellent advice, Goodney. You're the man. Thank you for coming on, dude. I, 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 Thank uh, you. you. You never disappoint. You never disappoint, sir. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I'm going to... Uh, please get me um, that uh, the teacher's information, and I will mm-hmm. definitely. I'm, I'm going to be in more contact with you if you don't mind, because I know that you're yeah. doing. Um, I know you're doing a lot of film stuff, and I also wanted to pick your brain about a lot of stuff um, that's going on in my comic books. So I'm, I'm going to be in touch with you a lot uh, if you're cool, cool with that. If you come, yeah, absolutely. And if you come to Tokyo, please, I I have some mysterious places to show you that nobody knows about. Well, shit, man, that's a reason to get there if I can. Um, yeah. If the schedule, if the world permits, uh, I will definitely try, brother. Um, thank you a million thank times you. for coming on. And uh, this no this episode is going to go go up uh, in the next couple weeks. Um, okay. And. Uh, and uh, take care of yourself and be safe. And, you know, reach out if, any, if anything comes up, you know, just you know, feel free okay. to reach out, all right? Sounds good. All Thank right. you, sir. Thank Later. you, man. Okay, Thank bye. You. Bye-bye.